You are listening to the Jabin Chavez Leadership Podcast, a conversation designed to help you find your organizational culture and leadership values. Jabin is a pastor, artist, and highly sought-after speaker who has a long track record of growing departments, ministries, and organizations. We know that this podcast will bring value to you as a leader and to your entire team. Friends, what is going on? Welcome to the Jabin Chavez Leadership Podcast. So honored that you're taking the time to grow in your leadership, grow in your capacity, grow in your skills. And uh, today I'm, I'm, I'm really going to be talking to uh, pastors because I do want to talk just a little bit about church finances. And so, um, let's talk about talking about money. That's what today's podcast is called. Let's talk about talking about money. Um, I, I do feel like I have a, a gift and a grace in this area. Uh, I feel like our church has experienced that. And, um, I, I think I've, I'm also pretty strong uh, just financially in my approach. And so I want to help you today. And I want to, I want to try to, um, give you some ideas that could really kind of shift and shape, uh, your life and your ministry. Um, there, there is not a lack of money in the world, uh, literally trillions and trillions of dollars have been printed uh, e- even just in the last couple of years let alone since 2008 there there is money uh there are people with money in your city there is money in your city even if you say no I'm in a small town that's broke no there's there's money in your city and um and people will will give if they can be impacted and touched and convicted and led by the Holy Spirit to give. So I, I just want that to I kind of want to get that in your spirit real quick that it's it's not that well people in my church don't give or there's no money in my town or um I you're got you are gonna have to break through that personally. So so let's let's go there first. Before we talk about actually the the kind of approach I have in receiving an offering, let's just get let's talk to you really quick. Number one, are you a giver? Let's just ask that question right now. Are you a giver? Are you generous? Proverbs eleven, I love it in the message translation, twenty four and twenty five. Proverbs eleven says um, the world of the generous, it's getting larger and larger. The world of the stingy, it's getting smaller and smaller. Are you generous? Do you give? Do you tithe? Do you believe in the tithe? Do you believe in offerings? Do you, do you believe that we ought to live an open-handed life? Do you believe that when we seek first the kingdom of God, all these other things will be added unto us? Do we, do you believe that God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. Do you believe that as we give, it'll be given back unto us? Good measure, press down, shaking together, running all over. Do you believe uh, in, in the principle that is so clear in scripture of generosity? Are, are you there and are you practicing it? 
um, it, it, it will be impossible to lead a generous church if you're not generous. I'm not saying being irresponsible. I'm not saying um, not living within your means or within a budget. But, but I, I will say this. I have budgeted my life around my generosity my entire adult life. It started with the tithe. I budgeted my life around the tithe. And now my life looks a little bit different. Now it's how much can I give within, with, and, and kind of still pay the bills, honestly. It's uh, 2022 and 2021. By the grace of God, we gave 30% of our income and we lived off 70 and so I'm, I'm looking for ways to give. I'm looking for ways to sow. I'm looking for ways to give big. I'm, I'm, I'm working for a giving. I'm not working for a living. I'm actually working for ways to see more money come into my hands so more money can flow through my hands. I, I'm just a generous person. My time, my talent, my treasure. I want to live a generous life. Are you generous? So, so have you settled that in your heart? Whether you're on forty thousand a year, four hundred thousand a year, four million a year, four hundred million a year, four billion a year, whatever, are are you generous? That that is to me such a massive question that you have to answer. And if you're not, you you got to bring correction to your life. Uh, if you're not tithing, you got to tithe. Give God the first ten percent of your income, and watch Him do more with ninety than you could ever do with a hundred. I love what Pastor Robert Morris says. He wrote The Blessed Life. If you've never read it, you, you got to read it. You got to read The Blessed Life and The Blessed Church. Uh, but Pastor Robert says, he said, the testimony of the tither has always been the same. He said, for all the years, decade after decade of ministry, the testimony of the tither is always the same. We're so blessed. Not we're so rich, not we own a Ferrari, not we drive a Mercedes, not we live in a guard-gated community, but but we're so blessed. We We are blessed. God as a way of just blessing us. We're so blessed. And he said, the testimony of the non-tither is always the same. We can't afford it. There's no way we can afford it. We, we cannot afford it. He said, it's always the same. And I, I've learned that now tithing for over 20 years. So blessed. So blessed. I'm blessed to give. And I'm blessed be. Because I give, and I don't give to get, I give to give again. But as God blesses me and increases me, I give more and more and more and receive more and more and more. Are you generous? Have you, have you settled that in your heart? It will be very difficult also to preach on generosity with conviction if you're not generous. You'll feel weird. You'll feel like you're cheating the people. If you don't believe it, so, so you've, you've got to answer that question. If you're tithing, but you still don't feel like you've broken into real generosity. I love what Pastor Chad Beach says. He says, says every once in a while, you got to give an ouch offering, an ouch offering. You just got to give one of those offerings that makes you go, ooh. I'm not talking about, and you know, you, you give so much that you can't eat or pay your bills, but I'm talking about 
every once in a while, it is good to give an offering that gets your attention. Uh, I do, I do this not, not only throughout the years, the Holy Spirit leads me, but at the end of every year, I give into our church's miracle offering. It's a one time over and above gift that we give to our church. And and it is that one time a year that I prayerfully press into the Holy Spirit and to his voice and ask him to lead me in my giving. And he always leads me to give big. And it's always a little bit of an ouch offering. It gets my attention and it's always changed my life. So, so are you generous? Okay. So you got, you got to settle that and you got to believe it and you got to be convicted about it. And, and you got to live from that place. And now I want to talk about how to talk about money to your people. Let me, let me say a few things. Um, don't, don't just think about your church giving or people giving. Think this way. Think that groups of people in your church are giving. So don't just think individuals are giving or my church is giving or my city's giving or this region's giving. Think groups of people are giving. And I'm going to explain this more in a second. But you have to hit the passion point. Excuse that loud truck outside my office. I'm going to keep preaching anyway. Praise the Lord. You've got to hit the passion point of these different groups that are in your church. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break these groups down. And uh, other people may have talked about this. I haven't personally heard this from another pastor, but I guarantee other people have, have said the same thing that I'm saying. So uh, if... If someone else, if you've heard this from someone else, if I stole it, I, I stole it in innocence. Um, but these are the things that I've learned now in five years that groups are giving. There are these different groups. Um, I have five groups here that I see in my church, five different groups that give to City Light Church. Uh, our giving is extraordinary. It's It's incredible. To, to see the giving in our church. It's way above national average. And we, we don't have Mr. Millionaire Big Buck sitting in our church uh, cash flowing this whole thing. Um, it, it has been the number of people that give that has made City Light so special. And so um, it's just, it's something we do. And so groups will give to your church. So uh, here is how I see it. There, there are passion points or conviction points within the groups that basically give to that thing. Uh, the, other, the other five don't move them. It's that one that moves them. Or the other four don't move them. That one moves them. That one moves them. The other one, they don't really care about, but they give because that thing moves them. And when you learn that, you, you learn to speak the, the language of those people and you hit their passion points. And then you give a well-balanced diet of all five of these things. And then it engages your entire church into generosity. So, um, I'll say one more thing before that, 
before I get into this. You being a good steward of what God does provide and what the people trust you with is very important. So a basic rule that you can uh, begin to live by in your um, in your church would be something around 30, 30, 30, 10. So 30% salaries, 30% operations, 30% building or properties, 10% missions. So I, I try to live within that. Now, some of those lines get a little bit skewed and you'll have to figure out w- where some of it lands. So for instance, uh, we hire uh, four police officers every Sunday and a private security company. Well, does that come out of salaries or does that come out of operations? Well, you decide that. Uh, we pay we pay musicians. Does that come out of salaries or operations? You you decide that. But you want to think through thirty basically thirty percent staffing salaries, thirty percent operations, thirty percent your building costs. That's mortgage. That's AC. Um, that's water, et cetera. And then 10% goes to missions. So if you can kind of live within that, I I think God really honors it. Now the 10% for me is the floor. So the minimum we give to missions is 10%. That's not the ceiling. That's the floor minimum that goes out of our church every month is 10%. I think right now we're at 11.7% for the year. So for 2023, this is May 10th as I'm recording this. So far this year, we've given 11.7% to missions. Um, On average, we usually end the year around 12%, but 10% is our floor. Um, On the flip side with, with, uh, with staffing, I like to keep 30%. I like to keep that as a ceiling. I, I try not to go above that. But again, some of those staff members or salaries can be a little bit up to your discretion as far as, okay, does that come out of staffing or operations? You'll have to think through that. But what I found is if you're a good steward of what the people trust you with and what God provides, uh, God will always provide more. That's Matthew 25, faithful with the little ruler over much. And so we've been running these kind of, uh, we've been running these kind of numbers since day one. And we have just continued to see the Lord bless our ministry. Um, All right. Five passion points. Here's the first one. It's the command. There will be people in your church that if God said it, I'm going to obey it. If God said, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, hallelujah, uh, Malachi chapter three, I'm going to do it. And Jesus said, when you give, he didn't say, if you give, he said, when you give, I'm going to give praise God. It, it's a command and something in them all, there, there will be people in your church that say, just tell me what to do. And I'll do it. You tell me to show up at a prayer meeting. I'm going to show up. You tell me to lead a group. I'm going to do it. You tell me to serve. I'm going to do it. You tell me to give pastor. I'm going to do it. If it's in the word, praise the Lord. I love that. Um, that that's how I started giving. I, I first started giving. I remember Mike Hayes grabbed 10 dimes. Pastor Mike Hayes, a legend, by the way, from Dallas, Texas. Uh, Pastor Mike Hayes would grab 10 dimes and he'd put them on a table. And he would go, here's the first dime. Here's the 10th uh, dime. 
Here's the first dime. Here's the tenth dime. He would lay them all out. And he would go, which one of these dimes is the tithe? And then he would show you it's the first one. It's not the third one. It's not the second one. It's not the tenth one or the eighth one. It's the first one. I don't buy shoes. And then if I got money left over, I tithe. I don't, I don't, uh, get Wi-Fi. And then if I got money, I tithe. No, the first belongs to God. Uh, Proverbs three, honor God with the first and with the best. It's, it's the firstborn that God wants. It's the first thing that God wants. And I remember my case telling, saying that, and I was probably 16 and I remember hearing that and going, done. That's all I need to know. It's, it's not just 10%. It is the first 10%. And there is a group of people that will respond simply off the command of God. So there, what, I, what I'm saying is, is that when you're receiving your offering on Sunday, and by the way, I don't just throw up some volunteer to go, hey, if you... If you want to give today, there's, it's on the screen. No, no, no. We do a teaching. And sometimes in my teaching, it's, it's three minutes. Okay. So it's only three minutes, but I, I take three minutes and some, some days I speak to that group that just wants to know that I believe the Bible. Hey, here's what God says. Let's obey God. And you'll be shocked. There's a lot of people. Listen, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 17. There can only be faith where a truth is preached. There can only be faith where a truth is taught. So if you're not teaching that God commands generosity, there will never be faith in the room to do it. Yeah, man, our people don't give. Do you teach on it? Well, no, we don't want to offend them. Well, not you. What are we talking about? So, so there's a group in your church that needs to just be told the truth of God's word. It's a command. Here's another one. The promise. So we have the command to give, but now we have the promise of the giver. God, God said it, and God said if we obey it, he will bless us. Now, the blessing of God connected to generosity is all through the Bible. Now, don't get caught up in the ultra word of faith theology or, you know, yeah, if I give, I'm going to be a millionaire. It's God's will for every believer to be a millionaire, whatever. Don't, don't get caught up in all that. God provides and blesses for the generous. You got to know that. And there are people that need to hear the promises of God connected to obedience. Now, just so you know, let's not, let's not even go Old Testament because there is so much in the OT. Let's just go New Testament. Second Corinthians chapter eight and nine. The Apostle Paul's receiving an offering for the church in Jerusalem, and he keeps bringing up the promises of God. Not just there's a church in Jerusalem that's suffering, you need to give, though he does do that. And I'm going to get to that in a second. He, he keeps connecting all these promises. If we sow sparingly, we're going to reap sparingly. We sow generously, we're going to reap generously. He became poor that we might become rich. Having, having all grace to abound in all things with plenty left over. That, I mean, just you, you read 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and 9, and you just see promise after promise after promise after promise. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. 
My God shall supply all of your needs. He's talking to givers. The Apostle Paul is receiving an offering in Philippians chapter 4, um, starting around verse 16. And he ends the offering appeal with 19. God's going to take care of you. The same way God's taking care of me, God will take care of you. And there are, there are people who, when they hear the promises of God, it's going to ignite their faith. Number one, you owe them that. You owe them the truth of God's word to know the promises of God. But secondly, there are people that will just, they will respond to that. Wow. And, and, I'll, and I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm giving the, the word of the Lord that God gave me for 2023. My word from God was radical generosity, radical harvest. Radical generosity, radical harvest. So I'm giving like I've never given in, in my life this year. But I'm believing for radical harvest for our new building and for our church. So it's not radical giving so I can have a faster car or a bigger house. It's for the gospel. But my point is I'm connecting it to the promises of God to bless me. He gives, now let's go Old Testament real quick. I can't help myself. He gives me power to get wealth, to establish his covenant. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed back in bread. I mean, I, mean, I could keep going. My, my vats will flow with new wine. My, my crops will be in abundance. I mean, it's just over and over and over again. I could just, I mean, I could, he's going to open up that windows of heaven over me. He's going to rebuke the devourer. God told Moses to tell the people to pray. I've removed my holy tithe from, I've removed your holy tithe from my house. Now look down from your holy habitation and bless me. I mean, man, the promises of God are all through scripture. Let people know about the promises of God. So let them know about the command of God, the promises of God. Here's number three, vision. There will be people who will respond to the vision. Here's what we want to do, and here's what we could do if you give. Here's what we want to do, and here's what we could do if you give. I love what one pastor says. I think it's Pastor Chris Hodges. He says, um, God has entrusted us with a vision, but he's entrusted the givers with the speed of the vision. So we can only move at the speed of your generosity. So as you give to the vision, we can move on it. So here's what we could do if you gave. Never undervision your church. You should always have more vision than resource, more vision than money, more vision than possibility. Vision, my people perish. Uh, excuse me, without a vision, the people perish. Well, even my people perish for a lack of knowledge. That word knowledge there is prophetic insight. It's it's a, a group of people, a church cannot function without a strong vision. Here's what we want to do. Here's what we believe God's calling us to do. Here's your part. That, that's vision in a nutshell, by the way. Here's where we're going. Here's how you can be a part of it. Here's where we're going. Here's how you can be a part of it. Here's where we're going. Here's how you can be a part of it. So in sharing vision with your church financially, it's here's where we're going as a church. Here's where God's calling us to go. Here's how you can be a part of it. You can tithe. Number one, you can tithe. Boom, period. If every person in our church tithe, we'd never have to receive anything over that. It would take care of every need in our church. 
So number one, you can tithe. Number two, not everybody will tithe. So we need some people to give offerings. Can you give 11%? Can you commit to God this year to give 12%? Can you, can you commit this year to give $20 a month above your tithe towards the work of, of God? Vision, vision, vision. All right, here's number four, need, need. I'll never forget when I, when I was planting the church, I met with Pastor Charles Neiman, one of my favorite men of God in the world, one of my heroes, and uh, one of the great pastors in America who has built a, a major mega church in El Paso, Texas over the last 45 years. He is, he is the man. And they have, they have built mega buildings and mega ministry in a city that is not very wealthy. And Charles would always tell me, he said, Javen, he said, never, never be ashamed to stand up in front of your people and say, I need your help. We need your help. He said, never back down from that. He said, men will respond to that because they'll, they'll, they'll get it. They'll, they'll, they'll feel that. Hey guys, I need your help. We got a lot to do. I need your help. God's calling us to do great things. I need your help. We're, we're feeling this leading of the Lord. I need your help. I'm telling you, it's a powerful thing. Now, not, hey guys, we need you to give. And if you don't give, God, you know, we're, we're going to shut the lights up. No, no, no. Not a, not a weird, fake, false humility, desperation, but just a clear call that there is a need and God's calling the body of Christ to fulfill that need. We need your help. Hey, we want to start this campus. It's going to be $500,000. We need you. Uh, hey, we uh, uh, like for us, a uh, person, I'll give you this, just this testimony. I was, uh, it was the end of 2022. We were in a, we, and we are in a leased facility that we now call City Light HQ. It's our headquarters. Um, it's 6,000 square feet. It's got a tiny lobby, a couple of bathrooms, three kids' classrooms, and a 240-seat auditorium. And so we were, we were slamming services in here, slamming overflow. It was crazy. In 6,000 square feet, we were running 1,000 people. It was ridiculous. And uh, through a lot of wisdom and meetings, and this is a whole other testimony, but the Lord really led me that we needed to go to the high school that was right down the road and go portable. So that move is going to be like a hundred thousand dollars. That's what we thought ended up being like one fifty, but we thought it'd be like a hundred grand to, to get everything we need for that move. So I just stood in front of our church one Sunday and I'm not saying we couldn't have done it over months or, or, or weeks, but I, I felt the Lord tell me, um, it was, it was a Friday night and the spirit of the Lord said, give a thousand dollars towards this, towards this move. And he said, and, and call your people to give and believe me to, to pay for this since it's not part of the budget to go portable. So, you know, we needed new speakers and lights and screens and projectors and blah, 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 hundred grand. So that night I went home as a Friday night. I was in prayer. I went home that night and I sewed a thousand dollars. And I said, and I prayed and I said, Lord, I, I pray you see this and I pray you bless it. 
And I pray you lead people to, you know, be a part of, I'm, I'm standing on your word. I got up Sunday at all five services and I said, I want to ask you to join me in covering this need and uh, helping us make this move. It's not in the budget, wasn't planned. Will you help us? It's going to be about $100,000. End of the day rolls around. The guy walks up to me with a check for $100,000. And he says, I'm so excited about this. I loved my portable church that I was a part of in another city before he moved here. I'm so pumped. I want to pay for it. Hand me a check for $100,000. You just share the need. It wasn't desperate. It wasn't, hey, guys, we really want to do this, but we can't do it if you don't give. And if you don't give, we're going to lose our... No, no, it was just, hey, we're doing this. We're believing God. We need you. We need your help. I'm giving. Will you join me in giving? Boom. Need. It wasn't just vision around, hey, we're going to grow. and we're Because it, it's hard to tell a permanent church that we're going portable. That's a very hard sell. I, I couldn't sell really the vision yet. I knew they were going to have to see it but I could sell the need. Lastly, number five, missions. So people give because of the command. People give, other people give because of the promise. Other people give because of the vision. Other people give because of the need. And fifthly, uh, some people give because of missions. Hey, we're reaching souls. We're feeding the poor. We're digging wells. We're going into the 1040 window. We're taking 10% of everything you give and we're pumping it into world missions. We're going it, we're sending it into the harvest. We're sending out missionaries. We're supporting evangelists. We're helping church plants. Missions, missions, missions. We're feeding hundreds of people every week at our missions, mission. And there are people who go, oh, I'm all about that. I like that. I don't really care about those lights. I don't really care about kids ministry. I ain't got no kids. But man, I love that you're feeding people. Man, I love that you're getting people water. Man, I love that you're sending by. I love that we're translating the Bible. Man, I love, I'm telling you, there are people who are moved by missions. So now I have those five groups that have five different passion points. And I give a balanced diet of those five things to our church. Here's what I mean. It's not always just vision. It's not always just need. It's not always just missions. It's not always just promise. It's not always just command. I give a, I give a, I give a balanced diet to the church during that three minute offering appeal to, to different things. Um, so some weeks it's heavy vision. Hey, we're doing this. We're excited about it. We'd love for you to be a part. Some weeks, it's just like that That time I had a need. Hey, we, we need you this week to give. Other weeks, it's, hey, uh, man, we're translating the Bible this week. We're, we're believing God to translate a chapter in the Bible. We're partnering with such and such ministry, and it's going to cost this much. Help us. Other weeks, it's a promise from God. Hey, look what God said. Hey, I know what's going on in the economy. I know what's going on with the wars. I know what's going on with the inflation. But look what God said about his promise. Other weeks, it's a command. Hey, let's obey God today and honor God with our first fruits, whatever it may be. And you, and you give people a good solid diet and sometimes they can interlap. Sometimes they can, they can connect. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it can be command and need. Sometimes it can be vision and mission. Sometimes it can be promise and need, whatever. They can all flow together. Don't worry. 
but you're trying to communicate those five things, not all at the same time, but you're trying to communicate those five things steadily over the year and you, and it, it hits different groups, different ways. And people are tithing for some people are tithing simply because God said to do it. Other people are tithing because they're believing God for his promise. Other people are tithing because they love the vision. Other people are tithing because they, they know we need it. Other people are tithing because they love missions. As people mature, hopefully they're excited about all five, but I'm just saying there, there, it has to be a healthy thing. And, and as we do that, I'm telling you, man, it, it, it will help. I'm sorry. I, I hear a screaming baby out there. Don't you love this? This is just church life. Y'all I'm in my office, screaming baby out there and I'm doing a podcast. Glory to God. Okay. I'm going to stop there. Pastors, do not be afraid to talk about money. Do not be afraid to ask your people to trust God financially. Do not be afraid to teach the Bible unapologetically. Do not be afraid to stand on the promises of Scripture. Do not be afraid. Don't be afraid of getting canceled or complained about online. Do not be afraid. Because I want to, I want to tell you boldly: for every one person that really complains, a hundred people will be radically changed by the power of generosity. So do not back down. Praise the Lord! I'm praying for you. I'm praying for boldness. I'm praying for strategy, and I'm praying for unique, uncanny, awesome overflow financially in your church to fulfill everything God's called you to do. I pray that in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Man, I feel like I have a week two in me. I'm, I have so much content in my head right now that I'm thinking about with giving. So I, th- I think we're going to tackle this again. And I think I'm going to give you, I think I'm going to give you some more. I'll probably in a couple of weeks, I'll release another podcast on, on giving. Cause I, I feel like I'm, there's so much I got left in me. But I'm looking at the clock. I've been going over 30 minutes and I want to I want to stop there. Love you guys. See you soon.